0: And uh, I am here to talk to you about a couple of women, actually, that I work with. I did see them as a couple, but I'm focusing on the woman in this pair who uh, overcame, I would say, hers and her husband's dysfunctional family. Now, it's always important to honor culture. And this woman came from uh, the Indian culture, as her husband did. She, uh, he was born here. She was born in India. And uh, she came here and they had an arranged marriage. And in this format, she would live with the mother-in-law, her mother-in-law and family and her husband. And so what happened is it it was dysfunctional in the sense. Remember, I, I defined dysfunction, family dysfunction, when a person isn't allowed to be who they are. They're not free they have to live out a role and they feel less and less like they feel cut off from who they really are. And so even though in, in, uh, in in some cultures we need to respect uh, different patterns and different habits in her case, the culture of her husband's family was not working for her. She was being the dutiful daughter-in-law. She was, um, Helping making meals for different holidays. She was trying to do all the right things. And she was very depressed. She was really depressed. She was not happy. She wasn't happy in her marriage. She felt like she had just adapted and slipped into uh, her husband's world and her husband's family world. Family's world. And uh, she liked certain things about America, but she couldn't really appreciate it that much because she wasn't free to be who she is. So I'm bringing this up because there's family parts of this that were definitely dysfunctional, but there are also cultural aspects of it that we need to honor. But we also need to realize everyone has a right to their own self-determination to uh, be able to do what they want to do. And and, and in in her case, she was so miserable that it wasn't helping her twin kids. It wasn't helping her mother-in-law and father-in-law. It wasn't definitely helping her husband. And of course, it wasn't helping her. She just woke up every day doing what she was supposed to do, and she was miserable. She came to see me really searching for something, you know, where she was able to open up and find some happiness in her life. We talked about options that she may have, uh, but that she would need to be willing to stand up to the power structure of her husband's family, namely her mom, uh, her mother-in-law, I'm sorry, you know, namely her mother-in-law. Now, in her family, she also she came from a family where she uh, she was asked by her parents, or not asked, she was actually shipped to her uncle uh, in in Bangkok because they lived out in the in, in the country or in the suburbs, and the parents thought that she had the best educational opportunities to live with the uncle and uh, and his wife, and uh, and that they would have she'd have the best schooling. But what happened was he got ill, the uncle, pretty quickly, and the aunt by marriage wasn't a very attuned-in aunt. She favored her own biological children, and she felt like an outcast. So even in her early life, there was a dysfunction there. Maybe if she had an opportunity to be with her biological parents, it would have been a very different story. But even though the biological parents were doing what they thought were right by her, uh, that she did end up uh, being in a family that she felt unwanted. So she felt unwanted and and felt like she didn't have a voice in in this family growing up. And then eventually, when she came here to the United States and she was in this arranged marriage, she once again didn't feel like she had a voice. So in in the therapy, we started to help her explore what she wanted. What might she want? Just exploring the possibility of that. And she enjoyed the sessions just contemplating what she might want. It was something very different than what she grew up with. This happens a lot in families where there's dysfunction, where somebody that has never really learned to ask questions like, what do I want? And how do I fit in? How do my needs fit into this world uh, without me automatically having to fit in? You know, One way to make sure that you don't belong is to try to fit in. Think about that. Fitting in means we never really belong because we're constantly trying to just do what others want from us. We feel a sense of belonging when we are free to explore ourselves and to express ourselves. And there's people that embrace us for that. So I remember one of the times we, I encouraged her uh, to ask herself what she might want to do. And she said that she had gone to a chiropractor friend for nutrition that I told her to see. And he was talking about art. And he asked her the question, what kind of art would you want to do if you could do art other than cooking for your mother-in-law? which feels so obligatory. And she says, well, actually, I would love to play the guitar. He says, well, maybe you should. So anyway, she came in with this, uh, with this dialogue that she had with my chiropractor friend. And I jumped on it. And we started to explore the possibilities. And we looked on the internet for possible uh, people who could teach piano lessons in her area. She came in the next week. She had already set up her first lesson. She had already bought a guitar, a reasonably priced guitar, but it was a start. And then the next week she came and she goes, well, I went for my first guitar lesson today. And I said, oh, how was it? She goes, well, I was leaving the house and my mother-in-law said, where are you going? And I said, oh, I'm going for my guitar lesson. And she said to me, you can't go for a guitar lesson. You need to help me cook because tonight is another holiday for our culture and for our family. And she said, I will definitely help you. But I have this guitar lesson to go to, and then I have another appointment, which actually was me. And then I'll be home by around 12 o'clock noon, and I'll be happy to help you the rest of the afternoon. And the mother in law says, No way, that's not going to work. She goes, I'm really sorry. And she walked out the door. And when she came back after her first uh, guitar lesson, right into my office, she said she had never experienced such a freedom, not only to be able to say no to her mother in law, which I think was a part of it, but to do something that was her own idea, that was different, it was her own unique thing. And it began this process for her of discovering what it was like. It's like once she was able to experience a little taste of what it was like for her own exploration and self-expression through music, it just continued to expand. I watched this woman blossom. I watched her get much more assertive with her husband. I watched him grow in respect for her. I watched her learn how to face her mother-in-law and that uh, them and the siblings also had to adapt to her. They didn't make it always easy for her. They laid guilt trips on her and then she would come in and we would process it and help her stay on course. And she continued to be a a dutiful daughter-in-law that helped out with uh, events and honored the culture, but there was now room for her Uh, beyond the culture. There was room for her to be her own individual, to have a voice that she never had as a young child, nor did she have as a young adult, and now she was starting to have it. She became a healthier parent. She started to develop friendships with mothers of of other young children. Uh, It's interesting what happens when we start to find our own voice. Her her confidence increased, and it was a joy to watch her, uh, watch her. And then, you know, many years later, she came back to see me, and I said, "What, what?" what honors me with your visit. She goes, just to thank you. Just to thank you that you gave me life. And I said, well, that's a very powerful statement. And we were a team. Of course, she was courageous, but she felt very grateful uh, to me that I helped provide that pathway for her. And it was very gratifying to see her doing so well. So that's just another example of someone who was able to find her voice despite living in a dysfunctional family as a child and as a young married woman. And her marriage is better. Everything's better. Her health is good. Kids are thriving. Anyway, this is Todd Krieger, making the world safe. Hola. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.